Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined, as always, by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And welcome to our podcast where we are marriage champions. We are not marriage counselors. Uh, we do thank you every single week for tuning in and, you know, learning life things with us. Yes, we basically life tell you lessons. all of our marital problems for your the, own enjoyment. All right. Everything that we've learned thus far. We yeah. did like three... Um, uh, Conference calls, interviews, I don't know what to call them this morning. We had interviews, we had conference calls, we had all type of stuff. All type of things this morning. morning. And um, the lady was asking us what the goal of the love hour is. And I was explaining to her that when we were newly married and I was having like struggles and issues and questions, really, I didn't feel like I found the answers that I needed Mm -hmm. at my marriage enrichment or women's studies classes or, you know, different things that were available to me. And it is my ultimate hope that the love hour provides that information for our viewers yes absolutely 110 percent okay so we but this is uh, not in place of therapy but it is not in place of therapy absolutely 100 percent. no not in place of therapy um if you find that we are touching issues in your life that are um they resonate with you we recommend going out to find a counselor in your area what makes it different what we're doing versus counseling is the personal relationship and the degree and the degree hello the credentials uh, um yes yes lmft we are not lmfts we are not certified child we ain't got nothing but experience behind us and mm. experiences count for a lot however we don't have you know the science to like technically coach science. or um therapy you <laughs> counsel <Therapize>. to counsel <laughs> you so definitely go out and reach out to um a counselor and I was getting this question actually a lot in my inbox. What uh, website did I recommend if you're interested in finding a counselor? Um, and it is therapyforblackgirls.com. They have spawned um, Therapy for Black Girls, the podcast, which is amazing. I definitely highly recommend it. And then she has a website, therapyforblackgirls.com, um, where you can find, I believe it's .com, where you can find, she has like a directory for um counselors in different cities and all of that and it's really amazing and you should definitely check it out so anyway we talk about (laughs) you want to join us joshua (laughs) (laughs) that was funny on the love hour we talk about life love and relationships and the pursuit of happiness and we typically start with a this or that question and um no music this time joshua the, the, you know the, the jingle uh, y'all have been killing us the in the comments were like hey I got the jingle Which Please, I, I don't like but it. I want to say this I, I actually don't like they don't like it but I actually think it's totally fine if you don't like something I just Please keep it very respectful. Because somebody made that with their heart and soul. Yeah, somebody took the time out to make that. And it is important to me that people feel um, appreciated that they yes. took time and their talent to make something for us. And I don't yeah. want them to, like, feel bad about that. I think Absolutely. that's really important to, like, build a community in the comments that's uplifting, inspiring, and positive and not negative. Because I don't want to discourage people from sending us stuff. We put it up and then you guys, like, yes. shade room kill them. I did, too. Uh, but I will sing the jingle. We'll remind me about this idea after. Okay. Okay. And here's the jingle. It's time for that or this with Kev and Liz. Hallelujah. Y'all say what y'all want about me singing. I'm going to sing every day. I, I don't care what you said about it. You're so annoying. And I your very much will. Yes, you will. And they'll be in the comments like, yes, Kev, that's good. They will good. because they like that or this with Kev and Liz. Yeah. Auto-tune. 
Okay, this is the question. <laughs> okay. Leather or lace? I thought we were off with set. <laughs> it doesn't have to just be with I set. I thought it was going to be like watermelon smoothie or strawberry. But I know you're going to say leather or lace. Leather or lace. Man, I like this. Okay. I'm now envisioning you covered in leather. Oh, and right. That's enough. Both visions I like very oh, okay, much. Okay. The Bible enough. says, write the vision, make it plain. Why hey, do man, we have to get here? Can you just will ask walk the question? Plain. Know the vision? If only for a while. Hey, Amen. It will do just what it said. I'm going to say Laster. That's half leather, half lace. First of all, <laughs> it's a this or that question. Okay. Not this fine, or and. Fine, fine, fine. Lace. Lace? Yeah. High five. I'm lace too. Soft around the booty. Okay. Leather, what? I always think of like S&M, okay. Shades of Grey and stuff. Okay. Smack me, master. Oh, put that ball in my mouth and gag me. Why does it only have to be sex related though? Like you what can you wear it? What, what you mean like a lace jacket versus a leather jacket? First of all, that lace jacket is that even a thing? That's what I'm saying. But what else could be lace? Could be you can wear a lace top. You can wear a leather top. You can wear leather pants. I don't really know about leather lace pants, pants. Always have the booty out like prints. <laughs> First of all, that's not even true. What kind of lace top is not lingerie or that's a bra? A- I have plenty of lace and sheer tops. That's like one of my favorite things to wear. You be wearing it? Where do you be? I ain't seen no Where lace. do you be? Is it fully lace? Lace front wigs. I know about that. Hello? Is that count with this leather lace? You can't make a leather wig. That'd be heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take lace because lace is lingerie and I like it. And leather be hot too. Leather is hot. Lace is more soft to the touch. Mm, and leather I, has that weird smell. It can. Remember when Italy and we all that fresh leather when we were in Italy? Yeah, it does have a People weird didn't smell. be able to go to Italy, but we did. Hello? Remember, though? All, yes. So yes. much leather there. Yes. Leather does have I was have like, a dang, bro, is this just, like the leather capital of the world or something? It is. I was like, yes. Bonjour, no. <laughs> I like lace because I know. Is that? Yeah. Bonjour, no? Bonjour, no? It's French. Is it bonjour? French. Definitely. De jour, no. I think lace is very feminine and it is one of my favorite, like, styles of clothing to wear. So it is. This isn't. What? Oh, sorry. Oh, but you know why? Because I can't see. People will accept a little bit of laptop on okay. their screen. A little, little laptop in your screen. How did we get here? <laughs> you uh, that song? Yes, I do. What happened to that guy, man? I don't know. He never made one. Mambo number six. No, he was a one-hit wonder. Mambo number sure. five is all He's yet. always on the one-hit wonder list. He's actually. great. <clears throat> um, okay. I'm surprised when that song comes on. Like, a little bit of royalties <laughs> all I get. <laughs> <laughs> I he ain't right over the royalties. <laughs> Um, you do not hear that song anymore. No, you don't. Okay. Okay. You're probably crying a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, before we move on, I just really quickly, I forgot to give announcements at the top, so we'll Amen. do that now. Govern yourselves accordingly. Uh, first announcement, the conference is coming. The registration date has been established. If you are not on the Love Hour conference mailing list, please text Love Hour to 555-888 now. That is 555-888-TEXT-LOVE-HOUR. Send it now. I will uh, manually add you. Well, text that. You'll be added automatically. But if you have troubles, send me an email. I will manually add you to the list um, because you guys are not going to want to miss this. I'm like super, 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 super excited. All the supers. 
What happened? You I'm very excited. I did a malfunction. I'm very, very, very excited. And yeah, I know. I can't control. I can't control. I can't control. Um, this I do- is not your mama's conference. Melissa, let me tell you something about this conference before we go. And I ain't going to reveal nothing okay. so you can relax. Okay. Melissa is willing to make less money. Oh, absolutely. So that she can give you the conference that she wants. These are facts. Business Kev on stage is like, girl, you do realize this ain't the Boys and Girls Club. Like, we got to make dollars for this as an investment. <laughs> but I want this, Kevin. Please let me have. <laughs> so, uh, and I understand Melissa's heart. And we also want to make things affordable and reasonable. Some of these conferences, man, Melissa be showing me some of these people. They charge four and five thousand yeah, dollars without even blinking. Yes, they and do. they get it. So we're obviously not going to charge that much, but uh, we're going to give you the conference of your lives. Yes, so nobody see, else can do a conference like we can. Yeah, it's going to be different. I will um, definitely. I know I've said this before, but we will definitely do a full podcast episode around the time that um, registration will drop, yes. the day of, day before, something like that. And if you follow. Any bit of my, I don't want to say my schedule, but also I'll say like my schedule with the tour, you probably know the date that I'm going to drop this. That was like a huge hint. So just prepare because people are asking me and I don't want to drop it, but I'm trying to give you guys hints because people are like, I want to be ready. That was your hint. Okay. How would they know that though? How would they know what? Your schedule on the tour. Because they would know when the love hour is. Oh, they have to click on each city? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we. I guess we haven't announced what mm-hmm. cities I'm doing the love hour for. It's only on the website. It's coming. It's all coming. It's yeah. all coming. I was like, nobody would know. We don't even have any love hour specific flyers. By the way, you need to talk to Tish about that. Love hour specific flyers? Yeah. Okay, we'll do that next. Okay. Note to list. Note to self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so we're moving on. So last week we talked about um, what my parents' marriage taught us i want to say something real quick melissa hates doing follow-up episodes i do i am a big proponent for following up remember when melissa was like the podcast is 21 minutes and then people would not listen (laughs) and i'm like listen they will listen so now i've got her to an hour she will not do a long version like we could have made last week's episode two hours she's like nope after about an hour she will stop and then she doesn't want to do follow-up episodes. Because I then, feel like there's no meat on the bone and what I don't want to do. That's your problem. You don't know how to eat wings. And when you... No, because... Wings are my favorite part of the chicken. you don't Hush, eat them right. When you, you got stop the eating, wrong no, analogy. No, you've seen her, Josh. When she stops eating a wing, there's plenty of meat left on the bone. She don't know how to get to that gristle. She don't know how to go around the crevices and, and work that bone. And that's what it is. That's an analogy for your life. If you ate chicken like me, you know there's plenty of meat on that bone. You're mm, going to take a little bit back. I'm full. And no meat on the bone. When I eat that chicken, that chicken is like, you know what? I died for a reason. Because if you're going to clean my bones like that, you respected my life. So that's why. So please, you guys. If you want part twos, let her know because what she'll say is like, dang, Kev, a lot of people are like, can y'all do part two yeah. on this? And then Melissa will push herself crazy to think of another episode like, I can't think of nothing, Kev, I have no ideas. But people are like, more about that. She I don't want to give do I don't want to give a subpar um, second episode. I respect that. And I don't want to push out something. But and I will never let nothing. you give a subpar. Okay, but I'm I just remember saying like, reason. man, there's so much more. But I respect that reason. I understand okay. that. I'm glad you said that. But still. I don't think I would never do it if it's subpar. If there was nothing left, I wouldn't say it. But I knew there was more to this than we said. So I asked on my social medias and child 
y'all hit me over the head almost unanimously on both my Instagram and then I also asked on the Love Hours uh, Facebook page and it was like quite literally a unanimous like part two. Uh, So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to pick up basically where we left off. We were talking about so the purpose, or and we kind of got this revelation like as we were talking about um, parental. What did we call it? Parental predisposition. Parental predisposition. And so that TM. is TM. TM. Yeah, I made that up. I looked it up though afterward, and people have talked about this. I made it up. Okay, we're if giving. You I the didn't credit. know about it when I said it. Yes, yeah, seriously. See, see me in patent court. <laughs> people say we're to be this. Yes, I actually googled Who said it. it. I don't know the people's, but they if you be look able at to it, fight, then. Um, but they kind of went more down a genetic genetic path. But we we're talking about more behavioral based. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of like the baseline that kind of ca- the the nugget of wisdom i guess that almost came out of last week's episode was that we are pre- you're socialized in your family yeah and therefore that's like your university of life yeah and so when you grow up my mom actually uh my mom listened to last week's episode and she texted me that as a child your outward circumstances mold your inward circumstances mm. and as an adult what's in you is now what's happening on the outside that is so good. And I was like, oh, yes, that's, that's why, like, in schools, people always talk about, like, when a, when a child's behavior changes uh-huh. dramatically, the first thing they ask is there any Did change that happened home. at home? Yeah. Anybody leave the family? Anybody join the family? Yeah. Because that's usually an indicator of, um, you know, or a symptom, I guess is the right word, of something. You know, it's funny. I'm going to jump this. I'm going to jump in it and abort you on what my parents' marriage I learned from them. So this is I'm sorry, Dad. I have to tell this story. Okay. So in most marriages, the wife wears the lingerie, does the sexy stuff, yes. right? So my dad doesn't watch the podcast. I guarantee you he'll watch this episode because I'm about to tell on him. <laughs> I was in my parents' um, room looking for a key. They were like, hey, it's in my drawer, right? They didn't say what drawer it was in. Okay. Okay. I go in my dad's drawer. Uh, it's his drawers drawer. Looking for whatever I'm looking for. I don't know why I'm looking in the drawer. I know why. Because I'm terrified of not f- finding what my parents say. Fine. Because mm-hmm. black parents is like, if I have to come up there and find it, You're that's your butt. Yeah. Right? So I look everywhere. I don't find it. So I start looking everywhere. Going to this man's drawers drawer. Okay. I'm looking for this thing. Pull out these drawers. It's an elephant thong that my dad had. Where the trap, the, 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 I do not need to know the this penis about my father went into where the, the elephant's trunk goes oh, yeah. and it had googly eyes on it. So I was like, what is this, <laughs> sir? And why do you have it? And the obviously, I blacked out the visual of my father wearing, wearing yeah, I don't underwear. want that visual either. But that taught me, like, Pops was willing to get in there and do some entertaining. Yeah, okay. Yes. Magic Willie. The prequel. Please do not call your father Magic Willie. His name's William. I know that. His stripper name would be uh, Magic Willie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, pops, you know, okay, you got. And sometimes you got to bring some spice to the to, to your relationship. To the bedroom, and other times you need some enhancement in the bedroom. Okay. And uh, Blue Chew is a perfect male enhancement for the bedroom. Now, I used to think if you you know in order to use um, enhancing uh, pills, you needed to suffer. From erectile dysfunction. Oh, got you. You have to be like a doctor has to say. Something was wrong with you. Yes. And what I like about Blue Chew is it's a little it's a little pick me up. What'd you call it last time? Coffee? Coffee for your peen. <laughs> it's just like it's like a five hour energy. Um, it's a five hour energy, energy burst for your weenie. <laughs> uh, we used it. 
I had a triple double in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, 35, 15, and 12. Your boy was out here. They were like, man, whose man is this? The ref was calling timeout. Melissa was like, oh my, Kevin, I have known you for a long time. I have not known you to be this way. Um, and now I'm I'm welcoming my venture into old age. I mean, I'm only 35 now. Yes. I know eventually Father Time's undefeated. Um, I'm really glad the kids are going to be old enough to be out of the house yes. soon. With the economy going the way it is, I don't think they will be out of the house. Sure. But they'll be on a different side. Mm-hmm. The way our house is about to be, you feel me? Okay. I'm on the West Wing. <laughs> yeah, don't come over here past 10. I'm dealing with your mother. Amen. Uh, so with Blue Chew, I love it. It is a chewable enhancement that makes your life very much better. Because what happens for me is, uh, I'm going to let you talk, but I travel a lot. And sometimes I'm tired, but I'm never too tired for sex. And blue pill or blue chew is a pill that helped me uh, perform at a level that I like to perform, even though I didn't have that energy yet. It <laughs> provided me with that boost. extra boost to finish and close. And, and we're boy, there. did we finish. So I wanted to say that um, <laughs> Blue Chew has partnered with us on previous podcasts and they have been very successful. We've had plenty of testimonials very, either via DM or um, email. This lady actually sent me a really funny email. I'll have to share it on another, another episode. Um, so anyway, if you're interested in taking advantage of this offer, right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code LOVEHOUR and just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's BlueChew. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com promo code LOVEHOUR to try it for free. Just pay $5 for for shipping and testimonials have proven that this is beneficial we want them to continue to support the podcast and offer you this deal so please go to bluechew.com enter promo code love hour out checkout to take advantage of this offer amen we won't lead you wrong we will not lead you wrong okay so with that said what is your first lesson that you have learned from your in addition to my dad's elephant draws yes in addition to elephant draws uh so here's an interesting one so me and melissa were talking about this last night and i realized some things are positive some things are negative sure for my family m- most of the last week i talked about was positive one thing i learned negative from my parents is that um choosing your family and i mean when i say family extended I mean family your extended family um outside of your marriage mm-hmm. above your marriage can be harmful so one thing that happened in my parents ha- happened happens in my parents marriage is they will make an agreement mm-hmm. financially we're saving money we're paying a credit card <coughs> off right but my family can be very persuasive sure. when it comes to visiting we haven't seen you in a long time we're going on this vacation i need uh to see you for christmas or whatever and my mom she will break the she will break the agreement between her and my dad Uh and we're going to texas or we're all going to vegas or i want to come here whatever the case is so my dad was often frustrated because he's like man we be agreeing yes and when we agree and then you don't agree like i can't do it by myself because my dad wants my mom to have everything so once she and also my mom is like pretty much like if i'm gonna do it i'm finna just (laughs) so you can just be upset but I'm finna go to El Paso, you know? So my dad would be so mad. Like I'm trying to, like, I remember a very specific example. My dad got so upset about this is when the Sega Genesis came out. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I know the story. Yeah. You know, every story. Cause you'd be like, can't get kidnapped or something. So you can tell the story. <laughs> oh, you, we've been together 20 years. There ain't much new happened that you ain't aware of. 
But me and my brother were begging for a Sega, begging for a Sega, begging for a Sega. Finally, my mom was like, all right, we're going to get you guys one because she's the real OG. And I remember driving to the PX, which is a military, like, um, mall like a ma- imagine if a macy's had everything sure like that's better close yeah. to groceries almost it's almost or, like target actually target yeah yes it's like a military target so we're going to the px and we're picking out a sega and on the way there my dad is like that's it shilla we're out the game we get these boys a sega we are done we're gonna be living on the streets we was super dramatic it's very dramatic and i remember being in the back of the car like mm, we're just gonna have to be out the game man, because all my friends have it we need it like i need it but she kind of did that type of thing all along the way so that's something i learned from the opposite way sure because i saw how frustrated that my dad would be so i made sure and and what honestly happened is sometimes it created a little bit of friction between my family because early in our marriage melissa and i couldn't afford especially when the boys were super little and we were paying daycare bills and we were working on and once your kids are above uh older yes. than two and you got to pay for four flights four flights was like fam so there's a good what 10 years where we did not go nowhere no for travels. Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Like 10 years. Uh-huh. And my family would beg us each year, but me and Melissa were like, we can't, we're not going to, we weren't going to go into debt, debt trying to, 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 to go on vacation. Like as much as I love vacation now, this is mostly because we couldn't do it for the first 10 years like I wanted to because I didn't want to be what my mom was to my dad. Yeah. If we made an agreement, then stick I wanted to, to stick it. to it. So when we were getting out of debt, this is my last thing I'm going to say mm-hmm. on this. When we were getting out of debt, Melissa and I, credit card debt, thank the Lord we're out of that. We actually never even talk about that. Oh, we could talk about that. We should absolutely talk about yeah, that yeah, we because we stuck to it. Um, it was really important that we wanted to get out of credit card debt. We still got student loans. I mean, shoot, we ain't rich like that. Uh, but credit card debt. That's not even a goal of mine, yeah. but continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all can kick that little 118. It ain't nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> Um, we agreed that we were saving X amount of dollars per month and mm-hmm. we were not going to do anything outside of that. No vacation or whatever. Like we built in like a vacation, I think one, mm-hmm. but we were saving like a good amount of money per month. And by the end of two or three years, we would have been mm-hmm. uh, debt free. Um, so I agree. We weren't saving. We were or put play. We yeah. had a, it was called a snowball. A snowball. It was a, a plan. It was a get out of debt plan. You pay off one credit card, roll it over, pay yeah. off another one. And you know, balance transfers and doing all that stuff. So it was working great. But Melissa knows I wanted to go on vacation. Like she knew that like I I need it. I need to go out of town. So what we agreed to is we would do it basically 48 weeks out of the year. We stuck to our plan. It was and basically the, just the holidays. From Thanksgiving to Christmas, we didn't do the snowball. Yeah. We She allowed me to use that little bit of money to go on vacation. We went to Disneyland one year, Vegas another year, little small vacations. But because we, we had a fair plan that we both stuck to, mm-hmm. we were able to A, get out of credit card debt, and B, still go on the vacations that we went on. And they were like little money vacations. Sure. Like, you know, we... <laughs> Went to Vegas and stayed in Circus Circus. And them rooms were legit $22 each. And when we got in there, we were like, oh. This This is why. This is why. These are $22. (laughs) Like, Circus Circus wasn't the same. But um, it was important that I didn't do what my mom did to my dad, which is break agreements. And I just realized that's what made me mad with Doughboy a couple weeks ago. We agreed to something. Sure. And he broke that That agreement. That actually is a big thing for you. And that's a huge thing for me. Like, if you say you're going to do... Because I always hold my end of the bargain up. If you say you're going to do it, then do your part. That's a good thing. But you know, the other thing that I hear you saying is that, um, or one, yeah, one thing that I hear you saying is that you don't always have to be um, unified in terms of agreement, but mm-hmm. you need to be united. Yes. So behind closed doors, we don't have to agree 
but we have mm-hmm. to come to an agreement yes. so that we are united, you know, especially with kids. outward. Yeah. With kids. But specifically, you're talking about with money, like with your kids, money, anything that your deals family. with your family, anything that deals with your family. In the background, we won't always agree. We're two different people. We yes. have two different perspectives, two different point of views, right. two different uh, goals, yes. approaches, all of those things. So when we have like a decision to make, we may not be united. Yeah. But once we reach an agreement, mm-hmm. we then have to be. Yes. And I think or we don't have to be uniformed is what I meant. But you then have to be united. Yeah. And it's and the that's same the thing people do at work. You yeah. disagree with something, but you if you're like in management, we both were in management. Sometimes things came down from upper management and right. you would disagree within the leadership. In the boardroom, yeah. you disagree. You told it, but, but outside, once you, you told the company yes. line. And that's what I think is important is what you're saying is that um, if we reach an agreement in the boardroom, so to speak, yeah. that even if we didn't agree, even if we weren't united initially, mm-hmm. even if we weren't uniformed initially, once we go out to the world, we are a united front. Yes. And that's how me and my siblings, we used to play our parents off each other. Oh, we used to get in trouble if we ever did that. We never got in trouble. Oh, my parents we- made that a thing. If, really? If mama says no. Do not go to daddy and looking for a yes. And you do that with the boys. We do that because we, we do that. Oh, where we don't we, like, we don't let him play off of each other. Yeah, that was definitely something that but was I important. But I knew that to spend the night, I'd ask my mom. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You end up doing that. But then again, again, even if you have like an, a, a disagreement or a different approach to like spending the night or whatever it is, if even if you're not uniformed, again, in the boardroom, we say they're not allowed to spend the night over these people's houses or they're not allowed to spend the night on these days. That mm-hmm. is, we've come to an agreement. Now, when the kids ask, even if they come to me or you, they're going to get the same answer. Yes. So then it's not, I want this, I'm asked mama. I want this, so I'm asked daddy. You have to be united on yes. that front. Yes. Okay. Anything else you wanted to add? So one thing that I wanted to um, talk about was that I grew up churchy. Everybody knows that. And one of the things that I've learned or I learned growing up is that divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. And when my parents got married or divorced, it taught me that divorce is an option. Absolutely. And what I learned through that initially, and I'm going to try to explain myself as best I can, because this is always like a trigger mm, for, for people, people, for church people specifically. And it's always divorce is not an option. Divorce. I don't know what you're talking about. You speak in divorce over your over your relationship, over your marriage. And I'll be like, OK, everybody, simmer we down. All say, here's the thing. Like just saying divorce is not an option doesn't Precisely. mean anything. And that's my point. Because people get divorced in the church. And this is what I want to say. Pastors, deacons. Hold on. I wrote this down. Worship leaders. Lay members. What what you often find in the church is that divorce isn't an option until it's the only option. Yes. And that's what happens. So we just tell ourselves divorce is not an option. But marriage is work. Mm -hmm. Marriage is maintenance. Marriage is ever evolving and ever changing. And if we're not doing the work behind the scenes, but we're steady yelling divorce is not an option, you get to a point where you're so fed up and so unhappy Mm -hmm. that you're just like, now I have to divorce you. Yeah. I literally don't know what else to do. Right. And I think that's where we're we're missing, where we're preaching this. And I understand the sentiment, the sentiment behind makes it. Sense. Yes. I understand the sentiment and I'm not disagreeing with the sentiment. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that in the United States of America in 2019, I can divorce you. 
and that's an option. People do it. Every and that's day. a reality. Yes. And what we're and I believe personally that by saying that divorce is not an option, they're actually removing the power of choice yeah. and thereby removing the power that I have in saying I love you. And I am choosing to stay. Right. I'm not a slave to this relationship. Mm-hmm. I am not without will. I am not without uh, a choice. Yes. I, and to me, that makes this bond, this relationship, the I do that much more powerful. Yes. Because the fact of the matter is every day that I get up and I am choosing to stay with you, I am reaffirming my love for you. And that's not slavery that's Mm. not i am without choice that is not i am without a will i am choosing to stay here and there is power in in recognizing that i have that choice because the reality is divorce is an option yes did i explain myself absolutely okay good all the time i want to just make sure that i explain myself as clear as possible because i've often said and and when my parents got divorced before they got divorced child listen i was in a fairy tale Mm-hmm. You was out here, Allison. Listen, Wonderland. I really I'm was. I'm gonna be okay. My daddy too. What I y'all mean? Y'all got divorced. Literally, was in a fairy tale, and part of the reason why was because the way my grandparents divorced, married, divorced, married, divorced, very divorced. My grandfather, Rolling Stone. This man, children. Just as a just as an example of like how player he is. So we all went on a family cruise a few years ago and we were crossing through the casino. We see my grandpa in there talking to a young lady and we're like, Hey, we, mind you, we ain't seen him all day. He just been ghosts. We don't know where 15 he's at. of us are on this. And we cruise. don't, where's grandpa? Where's grandpa? We don't know where he is. He's in the casino macking. So we pass by Man. him. I'm sound old, don't I? Uh, it was the bomb diggity. <laughs> so, brother, for real. What? So we're like we're passing seconds. we're passing by him, and we're like, "Hey, grandpa!" And he literally says, "Shh, don't call me grandpa. Don't don't call me grandpa." You are sixty years old. Literally bald, cane, gators suit with gators. Nobody's rocking Stacy Adams. Stacy Adams sandals with the soft yes. church socks and the you, thin one. You don't think she thinks that you're a grandfather? Stop it. Go, go, go. Stop it. Don't like, did you me. really just shoe us? Like, that's my grandfather. Even to this day, we went to go visit him a few years ago and we went to oh um, Cracker Bear or wherever Golden we Corral. was. Golden Corral. That's where we were. And this man can't halfway walk. I mean, he's the coolest cat, but truly he, he needs help walking and stuff. He's getting up, trying to flirt with the waitress. She's probably my age. He's trying to, can you just give me the butter? <laughs> you know, you slide like the butter. Can you stop? Sir, I, uh, can you stop I bring it? sweet tea and that's it. Like, stop I it, was sir. uncomfortable. I was like, I'll, was, I'll get the butter for you. It was very Let uncomfortable. Let this woman go. He yes. was holding her on you. No, I can't even walk the way I used to. He is quite ah, hysterical. I'm so, blind now. Yeah. I'm blind. So anyway, I say all that to say that I didn't, my parents weren't raised in an environment of a two family household. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that, you mm-hmm. know, and so when my parents went through hard times and they came out on the other side and I grew up and then we found the Lord and I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is life. My they parents, the Lord. my parents are together. We love Jesus. We're preaching divorce is not an option. This will never hit my life. Actually, I am in a bubble, a glass bubble, a glass I'm bubble, a glass case of emotion. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but I am in this glass bubble that is protected by this phrase. Divorce is not an option. So my parents will always be together and things will always be fine. And the end, that's like literally the end. And so when they got divorced, I 
it was a rude awakening. Mm -hmm. It was an awakening that told me, despite what people say, the fact of the matter is that divorce is an option. Mm -hmm. And while I never want to exercise that option, it doesn't negate the fact that it is an option. Mm -hmm. And every day that I get up and I put this ring on, every day that I get up and I honor the vows that I took 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. I am reaffirming my commitment to this marriage. And there is power in that and I'm not a slave to this ring I'm not but not here without will I'm not here without choice I am not a um, mail order bride you know or this prearranged you understand what I'm saying yes okay I'm wondering why you're doing all that you're making me nervous I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay, good. I'm nodding yes. Okay. Most people would understand that. I know, but your face was saying. No, I was just. I'm, I'm okay. Rich, man. So anyway, I say all that to say that um, divorce is an option. My parents' divorce taught me that divorce is an option. And it it helped me to reframe my marriage you and recognize that I have to work on it in order for divorce not to happen. I'm thinking like I, I've known that that had an effect on you and all that stuff, but uh-huh. I think it like even became more clear to me now. It was like, um, remember on Willy Wonka when he like Willie was all like happy and fun and uh-huh. stuff, and then like at the end they saw him in the office. Oh and he yeah, had his yeah. hat off, and yes. he was like at work, and they were like, "Oh my god!" Like the whole like persona and sure. stuff was gone. I think that's kind of what happened in your 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 mm-hmm. life, like. Marriage was a, it, it was a thing. It was a was, foregone. It was a given. Yes. And I think when you think that divorce is not an option, you think that it's easy. Yes. And and maybe that's my naivete because I was young, but you just kind of think that, you know, it just, this is, this is what happens and it's no big deal. We're not going to get divorced and there's not so much work. And your parents so through a lot of stuff and too they and did. they made it through, which reinforced that yeah. belief that divorce, because they had went through like some serious yeah. stuff yeah. and made it through. And you were young enough to like, we always say me, Melissa and I, kids are more aware of stuff than we've seen. Absolutely. And you were aware of that stuff. So when they finally get divorced off of something that they had made it through before, yes. then you're like, Oh snap. And what's interesting. I want to just really quickly give this um, statistic. I cannot find. Oh, it's on this page. Okay. I was reading and this is the statistic that I looked at. Researchers say that 80%, 86% of divorces are the result of non-severe circumstances. That means that marriage ending circumstances are not related to severe problems like abuse, abandonment, or adultery. Instead, there are fights about money, kids, sex, and other emotional issues. And what that told me is that we are not doing the daily work mm-hmm. of marriage. It's not these big, cute. And what happens is those the daily work turn into uh, abuse, uh, hopefully not abuse, but adultery specifically. Yeah. It's those little untreated issues, sex untreated problems, disrespect, and then leads you to the to the so to, the so the the catalyst. Exactly. Um, it, are those smaller? Huh? I don't know. For catalyst, it was presum- impetus. Impetus. Yeah. Uh, impotence. Uh, blue chew. Okay. Um, anyway, that that is the trigger or sure. the catalyst that leads to those other things. Right. But have you dealt with that? You're un- you're less likely to get to that point. Exactly. And if you're not doing the daily um, the daily maintenance, it's it's an erosion. Yes. It's just the slowly destruction of your marriage. And you know what else is important? And that's again, sorry. And that's when you have nothing left. I got you. You have nothing left, and then 
you divorce is not an option. Divorce is not an option. Divorce is, and this erosion is happening when you're saying divorce mm-hmm. is not an option, and then divorce is, becomes the only option. Yes. Go for it. On that same point about it's gone now, but on the same point about daily maintenance. Yes, I was with you. You were. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. You got to also maintain your body. Absolutely. Daily. And Melissa, Josh, and I, we're back on the healthy kit. We're eating better, working out. I'm only on the healthy kick for two reasons. A flat stomach and a bigger butt. Amen. The end. <laughs> well, with our friends at OpenFit, you're able to focus your workouts to targeted areas. Yes. Like your core and abs. Yes. So um, tell them about OpenFit, Liz. So they offer, first of all, it's tons of options on there you can literally they have uh workout plans that are tailored to your glutes that's what i'm working on to your your gluteus maximus your core your arms your legs all of these different options they offer yoga they offer uh 10 minute workouts 45 minute workouts 600 seconds 600 seconds workouts which is 10 minutes minutes. uh 45 they have uh workout options that are without equipment which is important to me because I don't be liking to go to the gym and I don't be liking to buy equipment. So allow me to use the stuff in my house or just my body weight. And the thing I like about OpenFit is is not only that you don't have to have access to a gym. You also don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. Yes. And for me, the thing about a lot of my life is convenience. Like I travel a lot and sometimes I just don't want to leave. I The way I see it, the gym that I uh, use from time to time and not often <laughs> is 15 minutes from my house. Yeah. So round trip, 30 minutes. Maybe in 35, you count like getting in and out of the car. Mm-hmm. I could be done with my entire workout at that same amount of time. And shower not have and left ready, the comfort of your home. Not have left the comfort of my home. And my kids know I'm there. And that's the thing about our boys. I'm realizing sometimes they just want us to be there. Sure. They don't necessarily talk to us. Yeah. They just know we're not gone. Yeah. If they walk by in the kitchen and see us sitting in the living room, they're like, all right. That's real. They see me working out. The kids see me they're like, oh, dad, you working out? All right, fam. I'm finna eat ice cream. They don't care about my feelings. But I love that about OpenFit. And you can watch it on your TV, on your laptop, yeah, it's on, on the your go. phone, on your iPad. Um, I can set up. My iPad has one of those little things where you can uh, make it a screen, like a display. Oh, uh, yeah. My phone, too. So I can just set up in the hotel room because I like I like progress. So I like to do the same workouts and see, OK, how far. And it does track your progress. It tells you how many workouts you've done, mm-hmm. um, which can be encouragement. Absolutely. Encouragement. So, Seeing how much better I feel like when I first started versus four weeks in, eight yeah. weeks in, that type of stuff. So OpenFit has changed the way I work out. And with my code love, you can join me on the fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code love and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30 day challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. When you text love, that's L-O-V-E to 30, 30, 30. You will get full access to OpenFit, all workouts and nutrition information, which we talked about the last time but they have nutritional information, which is totally helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's totally free. Again, just text love. That's L-O-V-E to 303030. Okay, so thank you to OpenFit. What is your... My next one one. was a really valuable lesson. Tell us. And my parents were teaching me this, but my dad called it out when I was in college and I didn't even understand it or appreciate it till then. My dad was saying, because he he got orders to move to... um, Spain. Spain. Okay. And it was a hardship tour, which means your family cannot go with you. And my mom and sister were moving to El Paso. My brother was older than me, so he already had his own apartment. And I was kind of stuck because I was living with them at the time. 
So um, I don't remember how we got into this conversation, but my dad was saying, you know, we didn't always have enough money or all the money we want to get you guys all the things we wanted you to have. But what we try to always do is give you guys a safe space to grow up in. And I realized that um, uh, growing up in a home without arguing, yelling, people grew up with their parents literally hitting each other. That's so true. Throwing stuff, uh-huh. arguing, you know, car pillouts, whatever that is. And that was just their day to day life, mm-hmm. you know, and my parents never did that. You know, they did have arguments, but they were very calm and they were few and far between. And my um, my dad was telling me how he like that was intentional. Yeah. To make sure that we had uh, we came home like it was like you came home to food, to, you know, comfortable temperature and to peace. Yeah. And I realized, you know, Will Smith talks about that. There's um, happiness is not pleasure. It's peace. Yes. You think it's pleasure, but like. You know, you think you're having fun when you're riding a jet ski and you are. Yeah. But remember, we took the boys Mm -hmm. like we're like, let's pay for three hours. And Liz was like, let's just do an hour. Mm -hmm. See how you feel. After about an hour, we were like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm tired. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and even like a roller coaster, they're fun because they're pleasurable, but they're short. Short. Right. Like if you were on a roller coaster that was an hour long, you'd be like, I'm going to throw up. This is not fun anymore. But peace, which is I can like yesterday, last night. I asked Zay, where's Joe? And he's like, oh, I think he's in the living room. Mm-hmm. We go in there. This man knocked, knocked out on the couch, sleep. And I went there and laid a little blanket on him. And I was like, oh, what a moment. <laughs> you know, and just the fact that he could do that. He, they got their own space, their own room. Like, we don't spoil them by far with, like, like toys and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, they get modern amount of toys. But they have calm in their house. They have parents who are spares a lot. absolutely valuable. Yes. Laughter, joy, jokes. Like, their memories are a hundred percent more jokes and laughter than yes. than anger and um and a lot of times as a kid you don't appreciate that sure. you know what I mean I didn't appreciate that um because it was always the thing but I was talking to friends of mine I started telling that story to other friends of mine and they were saying how that was not the case in their life so true it was turmoil even moving a lot yeah like and we it's don't not even something that you you recognize or even appreciate until you're an adult and you really because you don't recognize that that's not necessarily the case for everybody. And so right. you appreciate it that much more when you're Absolutely. an adult and you can reflect back on it. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons we try not to move like a lot. Like before we moved to L.A., our kids lived in the same house for since Isaiah five, was born. six years. Born in that house. Six mm-hmm. years. Moved to L.A. We stayed in one apartment for one year and then moved to the house. We've been in this house for five years. Yep. So like. That stability and That structure. stability. And Melissa, we were talking about buying a house. Luckily for the boys, LA houses are so expensive. We need a little bit more time. <laughs> but she was like, I'm thinking about like maybe we stay here until the boys graduate because, you know, one, I want to make sure that we can get the house that we want. And two, just so they feel like this is their home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And going to the same school, like we grew up in the army and before that, man, I went to three high schools in four yeah. years. That's actually the reverse of what I want for my kids because I did move so much. That it's important to me that they have roots that go deep. People be like, I've known this person since third grade. We've never lost touch. I'd be like, bro, there's no one I've known since third grade who's not related to me. Because we all move. Three years max Mm -hmm. of our relationship. And that was on a base. The chance of a kid moving there the same year you did were like hardly ever. Like Ken Telsey's, I met him in 99. 
him and Ant are probably the only people that I've met yeah. on the Army base that I still keep in contact with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this many years later. So that's one thing I learned from my parents is the value of peace in a home and passing that off to your children and the value of them not having to worry about where their next meal is coming from, their next clothes. and Their where next they, clothes. Their next clothes and whether you're going to end up in an argument. And I passed that on to Zazer and Joger. So I have Mosiah. a question for you. What is the legacy of our marriage that you want to leave for the boys? The legacy of our marriage? Yeah. Whew. That's a heavy question to just throw I, in on the I third know, act. I didn't, pre- I didn't prep it. The legacy of our marriage for my boys is one. That you want to leave. That I want to leave for my boys. It would be up to them to tell you if you've succeeded. They better tell me I succeeded or I'm going to whoop them. <laughs> they got to go to bed. Um, how to create a loving home. Okay. Uh, I want so that's a to... legacy that your parents left for you? Yes. That's not me. That's is you or Josh. It's not me. Is it your phone? No. My sound is, oh, no. Oh, no, my sound's off. It's not my, my phone. It's, on my it's phone. not me. Is it locked up? It, it's, it's, it's off. It's not off. You just turned it off. No, that was there like that the whole time. Nah. No. It's off. Text her right now and see if it's if it makes a noise. Go put it back the way it that was. That is how it was. Okay. Do it, Josh. He's texting. <laughs> oh, maybe it was this. Yeah, it was. Wait, did you just text right now? Mm-hmm. Dang it. It was you, wasn't it? It was the laptop. Okay, keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's the chance where you apologize. For I apologize. You. See how she don't want I, did, I said it was me. I didn't know you wanted a full apology. What did you say it was you? Just now? I oh. said it was me. Keep going. It was me. Rewind the tape. Because I First said all, it was me. Keep going. These cameras tape in years and you're showing your age. People who were born in the 90s cannot stop saying tape. I don't care. I say record. I say tape. Go on tape this. Tape, tape, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it would be my hope that I pass off. The thing that my dad taught me the most was how to be a great husband. Mm. And that was uh, he started off with a husband and then father. Yes. And he treated my mom with respect. Child, that's a word because that is an important order. Yes. He was he was always calm with my mom. Uh, and it's my mom's disabled a little bit. It's kind of hard to say that because she don't act like it. Mm-hmm. But technically, she is disabled. She's legally blind. She cannot see. Shouts Donna Godot. Um, <laughs> but he was always loving, caring, sacrifice to my mom first and then to us. And then he would be last. Um, and I think he taught me how to love a woman with everything and give her everything and treat her with respect, kindness, love and provide for her and and then as a father how to support your children be there for them provide but more than like monetary you know what i mean like like especially even at at 35 like with this whole asian thing my dad's been my go-to with this whole what agent agent. you guys said asian yeah no agent thing like i i value his advice yes and i hope that my children uh think highly enough of me to value my advice at their current age and as they grow that was good. I asked the boys, what did they, what have we taught them in our marriage? And Joe actually had some really insightful answers. But one of the things he said was that, um, that you can disagree and still be a family. And I thought that was. Nick Woj said that? 
No, Joe. Judge or McWoger. Oh, I thought that was Mc, oh, McWays. McWays. Yeah, McWays. Yeah, He's not I a McDonald's yeah, product. Sorry. Uh, you'd be having too McWays, many. McWoge. Yeah, so Joey said that. <laughs> and I was like, that is so good, Joey, because you're right. And it goes back to the idea of being, you don't have to be uniformed. Right. And I think a lot of times united. to be united. That's good. And I think a lot of times we think that in marriage that we need to be like everything has to be in agreement. We have to agree without like having a discussion about right. it first. And the fact of the matter is we don't. And so it was good that he, cause I wasn't sure that they recognized that we disagreed on things. I wasn't yes. sure that they recognized cause I do think um, it is important for kids to see healthy. We're going to let you yeah, save my mixtape. It's a fire. I think it is important for kids to see healthy disagreements. Yes. I think it's important for kids to see that we disagree and we were able to come to the table together. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, when you because I was telling my mom this, too, I was like, I don't know if it was intentional or not. But after Germany, which was a, a troubling time in my parents marriage, I don't recall my parents arguing after that. Really? Yes. And so oh, that's I what you saw, silence. that's what I'm saying. So it was like, I learned an unhealthy view of arguing and then I didn't see and then you the healthy silence. yeah, replacement for that. And so it's important to me that my kids are able to model a healthy disagreement, you know, in their own relationship based off what, you know, the conversations that we have. Yeah. And that's all I saw was healthy ways to argue. I think that's so, I think that's so important, even more important because um, a lot of times I do think we're only exposed to the negative and Absolutely. it's important to see and give our parents the credit that they deserve. You for. know what else? Oh, go ahead. Thanks. Uh, I was modeling myself after my brother uh-huh. first as a man and movies, how to be a player. And movies are the worst. And, and my brother, so and my brother realistic. was, let me tell you the problem with movies. No, no, really no, 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 no. I, I want to keep saying no, so. I, want, I just want to land the plane right here. Just a minute. <laughs> Because I want to explain to people why movies are their worst form of teacher. Because they're heavily influenced from a male's perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're the writers often and the directors often. And so they're the not. Man. this. Oh, that doesn't really matter. But my point is the behaviors that you see on there it, are men teaching men what they think women want. Yes. Without any influence of women. Yes. So these scenes of like, we're just coming in and clothes are being ripped off. And the woman was like, well, what's your name? What's I your like favorite that. color? What, what's your mama like? Can we sit down and talk first? And men, and so men think, oh, that's what marriage is. That's what relationship is. She's just going to be ready to go all the time. And that is not the reality for most women. And if you only have movies as your this is what reality is or porn it is such a it's not even romanticized it's just not realistic and it's only it's very one-sided it is only the man's perspective Movies don't have the time to say hey connect with your wife no 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 no. i disagree no i disagree i think that the reason that you're only seeing they no partly let me be right sometimes no because you're not hearing what i'm saying i'm not saying you, that it's about being heard and valued it's not i'm shh, i want you to shh. it's not about the time it's the fact that there is no diversity there yeah. is no women to say what do you think about this angle what do you think about mm. this do you really think a woman would do this i think that a woman would actually be more like this yes because 
without that woman's influence is just a bunch of men saying what I would want to do is for her to do this. Yes. And it's all fantasy in their yes. mind that they're playing out. We, we can lift off from that. Thank you. Uh, it's field. more of a helicopter than an airplane. Child, whatever. Don't correct my analogy. And now I forgot what I was saying, which is what I was afraid of. <laughs> and you just took my thought to do yours. Oh, I was modeling myself as a man after my brother. Uh-huh. And my brother was young, obviously, and he was still um, uh, trying to be a player. Okay. And he would have a whole bunch of girls and this and that. And I like this one and that one. And so I was like, okay, cool. I want to be like my brother. And my dad, low key, stay low and build. He's just with my mom, loving one woman, loving uh-huh. one woman. Uh-huh. So luckily, um, I saw more of that than my brother. My brother got older, started hanging yeah. out outside the house more. And I just saw my dad. And I just was like, man, I, I'm more like my dad than I am my brother. Sure. So I switched focus and was like, I saw the value in just loving one woman, the the great times, the inside jokes, the fun, the laughter, the vacations. And I was like, I can see the value in sharing all that with one person and not acting like somebody I'm not, which is like, even when you met me, I was like, what's up, girl, with you? Mm-hmm. Or what old you, girl? And, and it wasn't until you were like, look, I'm not going for that. It's me or no one. And I was like, it's you, it's you, it's you. I didn't lock nobody. I never locked nobody else. I never even seen nobody else. You know, so I think that was important to have a person with which to reference sure. what that looked like and be okay with it. And that's why part of maybe part of the reason why I was so comfortable marrying you or wanting to marry you is because I was like, I, I could be like this forever. I don't have to go out and try three or four different things and see if I like this or that girl or this or whatever. Like I'm okay with us being together and growing together. Very good, Kevin. Very good. Thank you. Okay. What's your next point? Eh? It's yours. It's my point. Eh? Okay. My point is, um, let me find it. Hold on. Oh, so the other last thing that I learned from my parents' marriage is that your marriage is not stagnant. Mm-hmm. It is dynamic and it is always evolving. And there are and if you're not evolving together and you yeah. don't have to evolve at the same pace, yeah. but you always have to end up on the same page. Expound. Mm, that, that was, was good. Okay, let me I lock it. I just made that up. So let me uh, figure out what I'm trying to say. So what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> um, sometimes like specifically for us. You were evolving in like the field of entrepreneurship yes, at a much faster rate than I was evolving. Mm-hmm. And I saw that potentially as a way of separation Yes, because you're going down this path. I'm going down a different path. And so I'm saying we don't have to. And it could have been like mm-hmm. literally that could have been a dividing factor. In fact, I think it was it like it was a source Last of, year. of contention. But. But that's okay as long as either A, you recognize it, you have a conversation about it, and eventually you wind up on the same page. So right. even where we are now, we're not evolving specifically in, in terms of entrepreneurship at the same rate, at the same pace, but we are at least on the same page. Yes. And that's what I think is the most important. And I think what happened with my parents is that my the physical separation helped as well. When my dad went overseas and my mom was still in the States, they evolved separately they evolved at different paces my dad was still in like this old space my mom was evolving on it she went to bump a page she went to a whole other book (laughs) and didn't allow my dad an opportunity to catch up to her and then that led to the split yes and so that's what i'm saying that marriages do evolve they change their dynamic 
you're changing, I'm changing. Yesterday I didn't like hot sauce, today I do. Those things happened, uh, happen, but as long as we eventually wind up on the same page, your marriage will be able to grow together. And the other thing is, I was just thinking about this, part of the reason I could evolve so fast with entrepreneurship is because of my parents. Yeah. Because my mom had always been doing this and I feel like it's kind of been always a part of me. Like I've told you before, I used to sell candy. Sure. I did the lawnmower thing. Like I always had a hustle. I was doing plays. Even before we were making money, we were trying to. Like yeah. We was always like, if we just sell this many seats at this many dollars, yeah. we're going to make a million. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you, um, neither of your parents did that. Right. It wasn't in your family at all. Which also makes sense because that's also why I was like, so everything's a best case scenario. You're going to sell all the seats and make a million dollars. And now, that's going to be the end. It's funny that you say that. Because on the last year's tour, for the most part, I did what I thought I was going to do. You did. But also, I would have agreed that you could have sold out 200 seaters. Oh, would you have? Yes. They weren't all 200. Well, I know. And I was fearful on the other ones. But what I'm saying is I would have agreed that you can get 200 people on any given city. We well, ain't say that. Hello? Uh, what's your next one? Or actually, we need to go to our last sponsor. Yes. So who do you love? Your mom and your bed. <laughs> it was a Drake reference. You didn't get it. Well, I'm going to go 90s R&B first. Okay, go for Are it. Are you for sure? Who do you love? I love my bed. Okay, you love your bed. And Joshua actually took advantage of our promo code. His bed is being delivered today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very much now excited. Doughboy and Josh. Doughboy and Josh. Have the mattress from Purple. The mattress from Purple, which was made by who? Uh, it was, uh, it was rocket science. It was a NASA scientist yes. who um, designed a bed that is both firm but soft. Yes. And 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 listen, we talk about this often. We talked about losing weight and eating right and all that type of stuff. Health is really three things. Okay. It's your diet. Yes. Your exercise and adequate rest. Yes. And I am a big proponent of adequate rest. Yes. Uh, one of the main reasons we hired a tour manager this year was so that we did not have to go to the venue at four o'clock. Yeah. And I probably so that, still will when I go on the road, but that's fine. Yeah. But you only have one show. Yeah. I have two shows. Sure, 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 sure. So um, I be at that hotel sleep. <laughs> when I get home off the road, I be sleep. And I sleep so well because we have an amazing mattress. mattress. And aren't you going to spend like a third of your life asleep or something a like that? A third of your day is usually sleep. If you're getting a proper amount of rest, eight to uh, hours, you don't have to get eight hours. But when you sleep well, you don't even need to sleep as long. I don't yes. know if that's scientific, but I know that like it's funny. When we first moved to L.A., me and Melissa tried to lay on the floor because our bed hadn't been delivered yet. And I realized past a certain age, maybe six or seven. You should not sleep on the floor. The floor ain't fun and it don't feel right. And uh, thankfully, we've been able to invest in a good mattress for a while. But our early days of marriage, you talk about laying on a rock in a mm-hmm. hard place. And that's why we was like, man, this is this marriage going to work? I'm upset, you know. But even our kids now have great mattresses. Like, we make sure they get good. They be, it's so funny because our kids have great mattresses. They'd be like, I'm not even tired. Y'all keep making us go to bed. <laughs> they be gone, especially Joe. Um, and that all because we have great mattresses. And when you have a great mattress, you sleep better. And when you sleep better, you have a better day. Absolutely. And when you have a lot of better days in a row, you have a better life. And it starts 
when your eyes are closed because you need to recharge and rejuvenate, especially if you work as hard as we do, you need rest. And yes. if you just have a regular job, like entrepreneurship aside, when I worked at Boeing, all that travel, all that rest driving, is important. rest, baby. So rest. right now, Purple is offering a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. They are backed by a 10-year warranty, and you get free shipping on returns, which is really it's a pretty awesome like guarantee. Josh still has one night of 100 to go. Tonight is night one. You're going to see like baby boy. Yes. <laughs> we'll get Josh's sleep, testimony on the dreamy, next episode. Um, you're going to love part up. Uh, one more time. You're going to love purple. And right now our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts that we're offering site wide. Just text love hour to eight, four, eight, eight, eight. The only way to get this free pillow is to text love hour to eight, four, eight, eight, eight. That's love hour. L O V E H O U R to eight, four, eight, eight, eight message and data rates may apply. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right. Anything else you want to add? Yes. We need to talk for a little while longer. Okay. We got so about 15 minutes. Put that question, pull that question up from the listener. But, okay. So are we done on this section? Do you have one more? I thought you had one more. No, I don't. That was this part. Oh, okay. So we're going to finish that up? Yeah. Okay. So um, we were afraid we weren't going to have enough to talk about for this full hour. So we're just going to go to one listener question and i actually get this question quite often mm-hmm. and so i wanted to pose it and answer it um i'll do this one okay so the question that i get like in my inbox all of the time is what event spawned melissa's just say it campaign mm-hmm. that is probably after that episode i think i still get questions like what what how did you do it what happened how did kevin take it so hmm. I will not give the specific circumstance that led to my Just Saying It campaign. Really? No. I will not publicly, I will not on the podcast. It's not the nail tech thing? No. There were a combination of things when I stepped back and looked at my life. That helped me say, oh, yeah, this is actually a problem for me. I realize what it is okay. and why you don't want to say okay. it. And now we're on one team. All right. We're not united. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, whatever. Uniform. So. Well, we're uniform and united because yeah, now you're on my safe way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I actually. I was like, why are you surprised? Because yeah, I thought it was a nail tech thing. I was like, girl, you no, just no, no, said no, that no. in an interview this no, no, morning. No, no. So there, hello. <laughs> so there were, um, uh, there were a couple things that happened specifically on the tour that I didn't say things. Um, I didn't speak up and they bothered me. And we had talked about this before. It bothered me that I didn't say anything, but it also bothered me that I felt like Kev didn't say anything for me. I realize now that that was unfair. Thank you. But in the moment, that was my honest feeling. That's actually an important distinction. Yes. Realizing something that is unfair in hindsight. Yes. Uh, but in the moment, you react however you yeah, react. And I, a lot of times, we, people expect us to be perfect in the moment. Right. And it takes a second. Like this morning, we were on the phone. I'm going to let you finish. But I, uh, you called me out on something. Oh, well, yeah. You, did you better than you is? <laughs> and I was just like, you're right, actually. I do need to chill on that. So, uh, and that, uh, we've been working on that. Yeah. But early in our marriage, we did not do that. Well, yeah, and, and you need time to like, I think it's okay 
not that you have to be angry and upset and like go buck wild on people, but I do think it's important to like be emotionally honest in the moment Mm -hmm. but it's also to recognize that that was a wrong emotion and that's why it's important not to be led by emotions in the moment because although they are real they're not often right oh that's good you're having a good game today all right 20 and 10 easy okay so um so i try not to be led by those emotions i'm not not perfect um so anyway in the when i after the tour was over and i again i've said this a gazillion times introspective as i am reflecting having a moment thinking about who i am where i want to be what's acceptable what's not acceptable and i recalled one instance in particular but there are two and i didn't say something and it it bothers me today like my my palms are sweaty right now cuz are it, your knees weak and they're not weak child. arms heavy arms are heavy though vomit on your sweater already vomit's definitely mom's on spaghetti. my mom's spaghetti i'm nervous but on the search, I'm, I'm ready. and actually i'm not it's not yeah <laughs> that was Eminem if you didn't get that um, i'm glad as a unit we were all on the same page because i just felt like we needed to we needed to <laughs> <laughs> he's in there working um it bothered me so much, and it was definitely something that was a trigger. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't say anything, it made me reflect on other things yep. that have bothered me that I haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. And so the nail thing is just an example of truly it, it was an issue for me. It is yeah. an issue for me. It's something that I'm like currently working through. So um, I say all that to say I won't. I, I probably never will. I've shared it with you. Mm. I think that's more than enough. I don't want to incriminate. I don't want to give names. Joshua was on the tour. If I give s- circumstances, he could put names to people. And my point is not to bash. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about, I'm just, you can finish what you're doing, Joshua. Okay. Um, and the point is not to call out people. Because honestly, if I said, the true issue, like the one specific circumstance that happened, our followers would be trolls to this person, guarantee. And the reason I know that is because... They trolling you about the news. They do troll, but even more than that, there was a... uh, I'm trying not to be vague, but I also have to be vague. Um, There was a meme, like a tweet, a tweet meme that went around... We need a word for that. I call them tweet grams. Is that not what they're called? No, a tweet gram was a certain app that people use to make those. Yeah. So then it just became tweet gram. You're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. I don't know. Text gram, maybe. <laughs> anyway, the point is there was a text gram, tweet gram, whatever, going around on Facebook, and it asked the exact question: How would you react and fill in the circumstance that happened to us? Did you see it? Yes. And I was like. And I responded wrong. Also, people are a version of themselves on social media that they are not often in real life. No, no, no. That's true. However, my point is that people be like, what happened? And who did what? Let me help you. Because at the end of the day, even in my silence, what happened was wrong and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And that I am sure of. It could that, be whatever. And that I am sure of. It was wrong. It was disrespectful. And it was something to me that I would never do. I'm going to stop. You getting close. I know. You getting close. It is close. something. 
Yeah. It is, that's why I stopped. I recognize where I am. I'm moving back. I'm stepping back. I'm retreating. And all you're doing is making it worse for the listeners. Like, girl, tell me I what know. it is. And, and, I, and, I, and I know I hate that because I don't want to be vague, but also I need to like purposely be vague. So the point is this. Something happened. <laughs> I thought that it was disrespectful. I was upset with myself that I didn't say anything in the moment. I was upset with Kevin because I felt like he didn't say anything. And I realized that's not his responsibility. I should have said something. This is a deep-rooted issue. This is a problem that. that I have. And... I'm gonna let you have that. Um, this is a deep rooted <laughs> issue. No, 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 no. Because uh, I also still do think that you should have said something. But in the moment, <laughs> also uh-huh. I should be. It, I should own this. <laughs> um, so anyway, I say all that to say that's what happened. So you said nothing. I said nothing. And that's where just say it came from. Really, all it came from is something that happened that you didn't like and you allowed it to happen and you realized you were not going to do that anymore. And so and two things happened. So even though the first one was the heavier one, but the fact that it's something else happened, I was like, first of all, I felt like, are you trying me? That was another thing. It was like, what's happening? Are you trying me a little bit? Yeah, it could be whatever. And this was the other thing too. And again, this is why the (laughs) Just Say It campaign is so like personal for me because I also feel like if you always speak your truth, you're you have to come off as rude. Yeah, and you don't have to. No. And so it part of it was like that realization that like you can say how you feel and you don't have to. And my natural disposition, I don't think, is rude. But I still can say, Sister Willis, don't think that she never said I was rude. Stuck up. She said, forget her, because um, that's just not true. She just didn't like me. That's just not just the say truth. That. Just and say so you I'm don't saying, like yeah, me. I would much rather you say, "Girl, I just don't like you." Okay, that's cool. I don't know why, but that's cool. Mm. Um, so, anyways, the so. For the first thing happened, it bothered me. It still bothers me. The second thing happened, it bothered me, but not as much as the first. Like right now, I'm actually want to take my jacket off because I'm because it could be whatever. That's why. No, I can't. no, no. And What's it doesn't. Good? And not that that, but just because it bothered me so much, and I hate the fact that I didn't say something. Yeah. So anyway, at the end of the tour, when I think about that, and I think about just my life in general, I realize this is a problem that. I have. Mm-hmm. I don't often speak up. I don't often speak my truth. I often don't say that's offensive. Don't say that. I don't like that. Don't ever say that to me again. And I need to have the courage to say those things. You know, it's funny. Your your youngest son says that he does. He's there's been countless times he's told me something and I've been like, bro, it's hush. Mm. And he's been right. Mm. And he's been like, I told you. Yeah. And I have every time apologized to him because I want him to be able to say that's an important behavior that you're modeling parents did not that's one thing i learned from my parents it's okay to apologize to your kids when you're wrong Mm -hmm. because when you don't it teaches them that you don't take accountability for your actions you know what else i think it's also teaching them that as an adult you're always right yes i i think that's more of the lesson you think that's what i learned no 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 i'm saying that's what you're teaching kids so it's just that i'm the adult and I'm right. And I'm right strictly because I'm the adult. Exactly. Not because I'm right, but because exactly. I am the parent. Whatever I say is right. Exactly. And when you come back and you say, I was wrong, I made a mistake, 
then as an adult, you realize I can make mistakes. My child can be right. I can apologize. And it's not like I think adults don't apologize for two children because it's an ego thing. Yeah, Yeah. child, child, you don't matter. Get out of my face. And really, you should be modeling that behavior. You're not forget it either. We were at dinner. This is a quick story. Quick story. Okay. QS. You are pastor story boy. I don't care. (laughs) We were at dinner. Claim jumpers. We all order our food. For whatever reason, there's a side of caramel, and I think it's ketchup. Because you ordered apples. I ordered apples. And I also ordered fries. So I thought it was caramel. Ketchup. Zayzay tells me, Daddy, that's that's caramel. Boy, why would it be caramel? Obviously. I didn't talk to him like that, but I was more like, boy, why would it be caramel? Jojo, Daddy, I'm pretty sure that's caramel. You ordered apples. Why would they put it in this tub, Joe? You're wrong. Fry dip. Eat. It is caramel. It was absolutely caramel. They were caramel. like, we told you it was caramel. Well, first of all, caramel, caramel. I was about to I say, know. you keep saying it wrong. It's caramel. Caramel, caramel. It's Nobody whatever it is. Caramel. It could be whatever. Do you say caramel or caramel? I usually say caramel today, but I'm growing and changing. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, and that stuff has happened. I remember one time, this is dumb. Story Joe too. was hitting Isaiah. I hit Joe and said, don't hit your brother. Let me hit you. I walked in my room and said, that was the stupidest thing <laughs> I remember ever. that. That was dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Came in and apologized to him. I think that's the last time I hit them. Mm. I was just like, this is kind of dumb. I hit them all the time. Do you? Yes. Smack them in the head. Get out of my face. You don't be hurt them, though. No, I should, though. You flick their ears. No, I don't. You I flick flicked my ears. ears. I flick your ears. Don't flick my ears. Okay. Yeah, you flicked them in a minute, but it could be whatever. Okay, anything else? <laughs> Uh no, I think that was a good episode. Did you have anything you wanted to add it added? Do you have anything that you want to add to my just say it in the question? And I and I, I want to apologize up front because I know y'all are gonna be like, Melissa, first of all, you told us a bunch of nothing. Absolutely. So I uh, want to apologize up front that honestly I did I really didn't say anything. I truly didn't say much of anything and I recognize that, but also know that it's intentional. Yes. I am being vague. Mm. I'm intentionally being vague. I'm intentionally being unspecific. She's intentional. Not being specific. It's a great song. Being vague. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I don't want to. It, it's not about the other person. It's no. really about the effect that it had on me yes. and allowed me to be and do better. Yes. Okay. All right, so last things. Um, thank you to our sponsors. You had an announcement at the beginning. You didn't say them all. Something about Liz's list or whatever. Oh, I did. Uh, don't forget that we're reading um, Girl, Stop, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. I took a ton of notes yesterday for the chapter that I'm on right now. And she was just talking about making time for your dreams. And um, you have to be intentional about making time for yeah. your dreams. So I thought that was really, really just really good stuff. Very inspirational. It um, actually was the impetus to me going back and doing my book. I wrote a devotion. I kind of did a skeleton outline for a devotional a few years ago, and I've decided I'm going to pick it back up and finish it. Nice. Um, so there's that list is list. If you're interested in getting that, you can go to audible.com. We have um, a free 30 day trial. They're one of our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors t- for today. That's blue chew beach body and purple. Again, if you're interested in joining the love hour mailing list for the conference registration will drop 
basically in about 30 days or so, um, you can text Love Hour to 555-888. Follow us on the social media. I am at Mish Kev on stage. Kev on stage, Kev. And you can also follow the Love Hour podcast on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you. God keep you. We'll, we'll see, see you, you at, at the, the conference. conference.